All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 39 of the podcast, dude. I'm joined again today by Glenn Liebowitz. Glenn, welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me on again, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we talked a week ago and that podcast, that episode came out and it sounds fantastic. So again, it's just a huge honor to be on your show, which is by far my favorite podcast about podcasting. Thank you, sir. And today you're going to you're going to teach people how to turn a podcast interview into a story. Yeah. This is some and this is something I'm excited about learning about. You mentioned this in the email where uh, we planned out the couple of episodes that we're doing the three-part series. And so I I had two questions, two main questions for you that I wanted to to tease for the listeners. So I asked you I said, so but Glenn, what are the benefits of turning an interview into a story? And then is, is that something you have to do in advance? Is that something you need to plan in advance? Or is it something you can do to any interview that you do? And you got some great stuff planned for this episode. And I guess I should give people a quick introduction if they've never heard of you before. You're, uh, you're Glenn Liebowitz. You're from Taipei, Taiwan. Uh, you live there with your wife and your two kids. You do a fantastic blog and podcast called Write With Impact. And you were recently named one of LinkedIn's top bloggers, top voices. That's right. I'm How's actually, that? that's very good. Actually, just a little clarification. I'm actually from South Florida. Originally, that's where I grew up. Mm, and yes. I went to college and grad school in the Northeast. And then I moved out to Taipei, Taiwan a very long time ago, about 25 years ago. So I've, I've pursued my career as a communications guy out here in Asia uh, for 25 years. And so that, and I'm living in Taipei, Taiwan. Gotcha. So that's, that's fair. So you interesting that you still claim Florida. Um, I'm just kidding. It's, I don't Ooh, know. I'm, yeah, that's okay. My, my sister joke? is, uh, from actually my sister was born in Colleen, Texas. Have you ever heard of Colleen, Texas? I have. I think that's not too far from where I am. <laughs> but anyways, uh, where was I going with that? Do you want to start the show? <laughs> it's your show, man. You're the podcast. It dude. is. I'm just your it guest. It is my show. You ask, I answer. It's very simple. <laughs> so you do a lot of writing about writing your podcast is about writing it's a it's a great show right with impact so let's go ahead and then dive into the the episode today man so yeah, excited about this topic let's do it Aaron. where's my intro music did you have a good week yeah uh, last excellent. week yeah an excellent week last week uh things are getting busy but but that's good good busy so how about yourself yep it was fantastic All right, everyone, welcome to episode 39 of the podcast, dude. Simon in the chat asked, someone drinking? Uh, as far as I know, Glenn has not been drinking. I have not been drinking unless you consider coffee drinking. I was drinking coffee earlier. I'm not sure about this show, Glenn. Thanks for being here, though, man. This is this is always fun. For those of you just listening, if you've never heard the show before, my name is Aaron Dowd. I'm 30 years old. I live in Fort Worth, Texas. And I help people make better podcasts. That's the point of this show. I want to help you make a good podcast and tell your story. And Glenn is joining me today, and he's going to help you turn your podcast interviews into a story. So, Glenn, Glenn, yes. first question for you, sir. Go for it. What are the benefits of turning an interview into a story? Well, before I get started on, on that, I just wanted to thank you again, Aaron, for inviting me back on the show uh, it's an amazing honor to be on. It's a lot of fun. And uh, your podcast, 
I love your podcast. It's, it is definitely the best podcast about podcasting out there. So thanks. Thanks, man. You're, you're too kind. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What are the benefits of turning an interview into a story? I, I would say there are four. And let's start with number one. The first one would be, I think, sort of obvious, which would be to attract listeners to the episode mm-hmm. and to your podcast and hopefully persuade them to subscribe. So, you know, it, I look at it as sort of a type of content marketing for your content marketing. I don't know if that sounds a little bit too meta, but uh, mm. I think it's just, you know, in plain terms, it's just trying to get more people to listen. So I think that's, that's sort of what we all want as podcasters, right? Yep, absolutely. Right. So, and I'll talk a little bit, I'll give some specific examples of how I've done that and sort of, you know, the kind of results I've seen from, from doing this. Mm. Uh, I've definitely seen an uptick. I always see an uptick in listeners and subscribers whenever I turn an episode into a story. And I'll talk a little bit about how I exactly do that. But in terms of benefits, I think another benefit definitely is getting much more mileage from the interview. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a podcaster, especially if you're just starting out, you may not have a huge subscriber base and that's you know, that's okay. That's something you got to work your way up towards. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is you can turn that content into, uh, you know, written content into a story, into a blog, and then get potentially an additional several hundred or thousands or even tens of thousands of people, you know, consuming or enjoying that content. And that's exactly what I've seen. This is exactly what has happened to me, to my content, when I turn my podcast into blog posts. I can get anywhere from a couple thousand to tens of thousands of views, hundreds of likes, comments, dozens or hundreds of comments, and potentially hundreds of social shares, which as you know, you know, that just sort of radiates the content out to even, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so, you know, as we all know, not everyone listens to podcasts. I mean, you and I, we, we're podcasts. We do. We love podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts. Yeah. I can't help myself. That's all I do. But, you know, the fact is that even though they're growing rapidly, and I'm, I'm a believer in, in podcasts. In fact, I wrote a blog post about this a year ago, how I believe, I, I said, I claimed that 2015 would be the year of the podcast. And if you look that up mm-hmm. on Google, you'll see that article pop up. But the reality is the numbers are still sort of small as a fraction mm-hmm. of, you know, the total population of, you know, listeners out there, people who listen to radio or watch video or read. Uh, podcast listeners are still a small percentage growing fast. And as you know, at some point they will it will become a, a sizable share of the overall sort of audience out there. Um, so the point being that you can take your content, your audio content, and leverage it and convert it into written content. That's sort of what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I've gotten a lot of, I've seen a really great results from that. And again, I'll talk, I'll give you some specific examples about that in a couple minutes. Awesome. And yeah, and, you know, touching on the people who listen to podcasts versus people who don't, podcasting has been around for a while. But I still think it is something that's relatively new and, and people who aren't tech savvy, let's just say, maybe aren't familiar with the process. But if you if you do this, if you turn your, your interview into a story and someone shares this story with their friend who's never listened to podcasts before and that friend goes and visits the, the page where the story is and they see a little audio player and it says, listen to this podcast, that might be someone's first experience with a podcast and that might make it click in their mind. And that they go, oh, okay, I understand. This is, you know, this is just like somebody, almost like a radio show, like an NPR show, depending on the format of your podcast. 
but I think that's that's really, really valuable. Exactly. No, it's funny that you mentioned NPR because I remember, I think it was in college, I really started to, to sort of fall in love with um, radio and in particular NPR. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of fun that you and I, we actually get to be our own sort of little mini NPRs. Kind of fun, right? Uh, they are so they are so good at at telling stories, though, man. Like, yeah. But they that's a whole another show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, and then another reason I think you should try to do what I'm going to talk about: storifying. I call it storifying your podcast interviews. It helps you build your relationship with your guest. So, you know, you've just turned. Whenever I write a blog post about my guest or about a number of guests, I basically turn. You know, you turn your guests into the hero of your story. And hopefully mm-hmm. they'll recognize and remember that. They usually do. So, you know, they'll, they'll thank you. People love that. And if not, that's okay as well. You know, you shouldn't expect anything, any recognition or anything in return, but you never know what can happen as a result of the goodwill that you create. So, and I'll give you an, a specific example in a minute of, you know, one guest, uh, the creator of WordPress, Matt Mullenweg, you know, he, he liked the blog post that I wrote about him based on that episode, that interview that I did of him, and he posted it on his Facebook page and it just, you know... It went yeah. viral. So <laughs> that guy's got some followers. I remember that. Yeah. And then finally, um, honestly, I think it just allows you to practice your writing and story storytelling skills. And so, you know, as a podcaster, you know, uh, developing audio content is is the priority, and that's fine. But you know, as we all know, as all of us podcasters know, uh, and I'm quoting Sean McCabe here, it all starts with writing. So, mm-hmm. you know, before I you know, it's, it could be an email invitation to a potential guest. That's writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to sort of write a little sales pitch, you know, a little invitation to persuade them to, to come on my show. So that's writing. I have to uh, write an outline, to, you know, with the questions that I'm going to cover with my guests. That's writing. And then, you know, I write up the show notes and that's, and that's writing. So this is just taking it to another level. Um, it's turning, you know, it's turning the content that you produce, the audio content that you produce and turning it into writing. So it's, it's good practice. And frankly, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's fantastic, man. And I, and I actually, I'm curious about how I'm going to apply this after, after the fact, you know, for future episodes. And I was thinking, I was thinking to myself before, I was like, I wonder if I could turn this episode about turning a podcast interview into a story, into a story. Do you think that's possible? It's definitely possible. And I'm, I may that's... beat you to the punch. I might actually do. It, so. <laughs> you want to, you want to turn this, uh, this interview into a story? We'll talk about that offline. Let's, let's, let's. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Derailing. Okay. So, so that sounds great. Sounds like there are a lot of benefits. Yeah. So is this something that you have to do in advance? Do you need to kind of like come up with a plan to turn your interview into a story? Does it shape the way you do questions or can you do this to pretty much any interview, regardless of what questions you ask or how it goes? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. Uh, so I would say you don't always have to plan it in advance, but it helps a lot, and mm. I try to do it. So I plan, I plan the focus of each episode, each podcast episode beforehand, and write questions that are aimed at that or relevant to that topic. And doing this allows me to stay focused in my conversation and deliver value to my listeners. And it allows me to collect enough information that I can then use to write my story, which I publish as a blog post. So you don't absolutely have to think about it in advance, but it helps me a lot so that I, I'm asking the right questions so that I know I have a very you know rough idea of the post that I'm going to write. And again, it's not just the show notes and show notes are essential and I, I write show notes, but this is 
you know, a story in the form of a blog post that I, that I write. So I try to have that, that blog post in mind. I like this. I, I just want to highlight something you just said. Just a couple of words. You said, stay focused on the conversation, deliver value to my listeners, and collect information. Yep. I like that. I think that's, a, that's like a recipe for a successful interview, regardless of how you approach it. But that's okay. So let me ask you this. How is, how is this approach, storifying a podcast episode, how is, how is this different from show notes? the way that most people do them, either a quick summary or the way I do it, where I kind of kind of do like a, a hybrid transcript slash show notes summary blog post thing? Okay, this is a great question. And this is really important to understand uh, before we get started into exactly, you know, sort of the how, mm. the how-to of, of how I store, storify my podcast episodes. So, you know, show notes are essential. They give you the key information you need to know about the guest or guests could be multiple guests mm-hmm. uh, includes links to resources, you know, links to their websites and social media, and maybe the books that they've written. Uh, maybe you include quotes or even a complete edited transcript, like you you include in your show notes. Mm-hmm. And I I always write show notes, fairly brief show notes for each of my episodes, but this is different. So this is not show notes. And by the way, before I continue, I, I just want to say, I think you and uh, Sean and the entire team at Sean West write the best show notes I've ever seen. And let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Hmm. You have very thoroughly edited transcript. It's not a raw transcript. I've seen some podcasters throw raw transcripts unedited up, and that's not what you do. So you edit them thoroughly. Number two, you have, you have these live links directly to the segments in the episode on the audio. So if you click the timestamp, that'll take you to the audio portion of that. And then finally, you also have amazing artwork. So in terms of show notes, you, Aaron, Sean, your ent- Ben, your entire team, you guys put together, Corey, you put together the, the best show notes I've ever seen. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And and actually, if, if I can interrupt real quick, I actually had Sean and his wife, Lacey, who is one of the main show note writers for the Sean West Network. And I actually, I still write my own show notes for this show, but we have some help doing the other shows on the network. But I had both Sean and Lacey on my podcast on episode five to explain kind of the thought process, why we put so much work into it and kind of how we do it. Uh, so the podcastdo.com slash five, if anyone's interested in leveling up your podcast show note game, <laughs> then go check that out. Episode five. It's and I will say this, man, it's it's a lot of work. I put I put quite a few hours every week into doing the show notes, but it, but it pays off for, for a variety of different reasons, which we get into more detail on, on episode five. So, no, but yeah, I, I, I highly recommend listening to that episode and uh, taking advice from Aaron on show notes and Sean, this is just, you guys do, do it great. But what I just, just very simply, this is not about show notes. What I'm going to talk about, it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit different. So in a nutshell, storifying a podcast, as I call it, is taking a conversation, a, a podcast conversation, an interview, and extracting the essence of it or from it. And what's most interesting to me, at least, and which I, I hope is interesting to, to others, to you know, my followers on in LinkedIn and elsewhere, and then turning that into a story, even if it's a short blog post. So in a nutshell, that's, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Taking, taking a conversation and extracting the most interesting thing from it, like the, the essence of, of the conversation, kind of the, the point, I would say. Exactly. Awesome. So, so how, so 
walk me through this, Glenn. So how do I storify my podcast episode? So first, there's several steps involved here. First, I identify the most interesting insight that I learned or an interesting fact or factoid about my guest that they shared with me on the show. Mm. And if they share lessons from their work or life, I try to distill those into a handful of takeaways that I can then share in my blog post. And I'm going to give you an example, uh, the one that I just mentioned very briefly. So for example, I interviewed Matt Mullenweg, the creator of WordPress and CEO of Automatic. And uh, so besides talking about writing, he told me a lot about how he runs his company, which I found just as fascinating or even more fascinating than what, you know, our discussion on writing. And that was interesting. Mm -hmm. So his company has about, it's automatic. His company has about 450 employees. They actually just acquired, they acquired a number of companies, but recently, last year, they acquired uh, WooCommerce. And uh, they have about 450 employees around the world, and they rarely, if ever, step foot into an office. They don't have offices. So they work virtually from home. That's how I do it. Exactly. I love love it. And and, you know, for someone like me who I, I do work from an office and a lot of people still work in offices, it is, it sounds somewhat radical or different. And I know it's becoming much more common, much more, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a common phenomenon. Uh, but it is sort of interesting to me and others who, who work in offices. The other interesting thing is how much Matt hates to use email for communication inside his company. So if you listen to us talk about it, it's just so funny the way he talks about it. He said, do you like email? I mean, come on, you know. So he he hates email, and he he makes it very public uh, his distaste for email. So what they do is they instead use a blogging platform, which of course they wrote. He he probably hand coded it himself, like he did WordPress. It's a WordPress theme basically mm-hmm. that enables them to collaborate and share content and archive conversations. And although he didn't use the example, the comparison, it sounds you know a little bit like Slack, but it's it's their own version of that. Uh, and there's so much more, you know, that they can do with that platform that you can't do with email. So, so anyway, my point is that I took those elements that Matt shared with me on the podcast and I wrote a post on LinkedIn that I published on LinkedIn that I called the billion dollar tech company with no offices or email. And the post went viral on LinkedIn and midway through the growth in views, the view count of that post, Matt shared it on his Facebook page and he's got hundreds of thousands of followers on on yeah. Facebook. And uh, and that gave it another huge boost on LinkedIn. So, so just to sort of wrap all this up, to summarize this point, find what's most interesting and un- un- maybe unusual about the story your guest has shared with you and focus on that in your blog post. I, I like that because I-, I, s- I see how it could have very easily been, you know, just another interview with the founder of a really cool company, you know, my interview with Matt Mullenweg. But right. instead, instead, you took something that I think a lot of people are interested in, which is remote working and um, and how much email sucks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and then you, you not only crafted a, a, a story out of that, but you incorporated those things into your title. Exactly. You got it. So this is not rocket science. This is not something that you, you, know, you need a, an advanced degree for at all. I also thank, did, thank I also goodness. don't take credit for inventing it, but but I would say that I don't see a lot of podcasters doing it, mm. and so I think that's why it's kind of interesting to talk about. And hopefully, uh, you know, some people out there, some podcasters out there, will be inspired to do this. And I have shared this with some podcasters, and uh, I know they've they've thought of doing this, or maybe they've already started to. But anyway, 
So I think there's another step that, that comes. Uh, so once you've sort of identified what's interesting about your con- the conversation about the person that you just interviewed, and hopefully there's something, there, there usually is, and there could be multiple things that are interesting, but you know, I suggest just trying to establish a focus, just focusing on one or two things. The next thing is that you, you start off your post, your blog post, uh, with a story about your guest that introduces them uh, in, a, in an interesting or compelling way. So for example, I interviewed Shane Snow. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's the co-founder of Contently. Contently is a content marketing firm, and they match up writers with uh, major publications. And he also wrote a book called Smart Cuts about a year, year and a half ago. It's a great book. And I started my post uh, about him with a story of a mur- mural that they painted on the wall of their their office, Contently's office in New York City. And the mural is it's a proverb. It's a Hopi Indian proverb that says... Those who tell the stories rule the world. Those like who that. tell the stories rule the world. And it's, it's just a great quote. And I just kicked off that blog post with that quote. And, that, and I think that resonated with a lot of readers. And uh, so, yeah, that's just sort of a way, to, a way into the story, a way to introduce Shane and his views on storytelling. So that post I called... I called that one, let's see, I called that tips for telling stories that readers will will share. Tips Hmm. for telling stories that readers will share. And so it's basically how he tells stories. He's also an influencer on LinkedIn, and he's a journalist by training. So he tells stories all the time. That's what he does for a living. He's a storyteller. Hmm. And so that's how I opened it up with that quote, that Hopi Indian quote. And then I I basically shared his advice on storytelling. And it's not a particularly long post, but it, it did resonate with a lot of people. And you can see, you know, a lot of people read it and commented on it and liked it and shared it. So it was it was a successful post. Yeah. Well, and something I tell people is that you don't have to aim for a specific length. Like having a 40-minute episode or uh, a 2,000-word blog post isn't going to make it automatically successful. You just have to make it as long as it needs to be, as long or short as it needs to be, to be valuable. Right. And, you know, when you speaking of starting off a post, you don't have to uh, always start off talking about the guests. So what I mean by that is sometimes, very often, I, I tell a story about myself, about maybe my family. So, for example, I wrote a post about uh, coding uh, for kids, why kids should learn to code. And I started the story about, started off with a story of how my daughter had just finished the two-hour coding challenge on code.org. And, uh, and then I started to complain why you know my her school doesn't offer enough coding uh, mm. classes for kids, and then I led that, and then I led into the main point of my blog post, which was around uh, why uh, kids should learn to code. I'm with you on that, man. I, I wish I would have taken some, been required to take some coding lessons when I was a kid. So, so starting off the episode with a story. Exactly. And again, it could be a story about your guest, and that's that's definitely a good way to, to start off. It's very relevant. And then if you go a little bit off, not exactly off track, but you could start off with something about yourself, relate about yourself. And the reason why I do that is because, first of all, it's easy. It's easy to, to talk about you know, stories that, that I'm familiar with that I've experienced, and it helps the reader relate to me a little bit, get to know mm-hmm. me a little bit. So I'm not just you know standing at a podium and talking to an audience, I'm, I'm trying to sort of open myself up a little bit 
can get kind of personal, to be frank. And I've done that. In, if you read my blog post on LinkedIn and on my blog, you'll see that I write a, a lot about things that have happened to me, uh, things I've learned, and then I try to relate it to something else. Awesome. And then the next step is that you need to list out some lessons that you've learned or insights that you've gleaned, you've gathered from your guest. And this is where I start to quote, quote my guest a lot more, more liberally. So you can structure it like a Q&A. That's okay, but not necessarily. You don't have to do that. You can have a subheadline, for instance, with the lesson learned. This is, I learned these six lessons, for example, lesson mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five. This is what I learned. And then explain, you know, what the lesson is, you know, what you learned, and then you weave in a quote from your guest. So, you know, so-and-so, Matt Mullenweg said this about this, about this point, about using email uh, or about not having offices or, you know, Shane Snow talked about, you know, the key elements of, of you know, what makes a great story that people are going to want to share. And he said this, 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 rather than a straight Q&A. And what's interesting is I did actually, I, I talked to uh, one of the editors at LinkedIn and she suggested storifying the, the podcast episode versus you know, do, running a straight, publishing a straight Q&A. She thinks that that, you know, she's seen that be far more effective on LinkedIn. And I think it's not just about LinkedIn. It's, you know, it could be on your blog, it could be you know, wherever else you publish. It's not just a LinkedIn specific thing, but, you know, creating a story, writing a story versus just, you know, sharing the Q&A is a little bit, is a lot more interesting. Now, okay. Now I'm thinking about how I could create a story out of this episode. And in my mind, I'm 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 coming up with a title because I think you you think titles are important. Titles are important. I'm thinking how okay, let me let me I'm doing this live, Glenn. Gonna do Uh-oh. this live. <laughs> Make <laughs> I'm me thinking, nervous. <laughs> how Glenn Lebowitz reached a massive audience through telling stories out of podcast interviews. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. I'm going to do some more brainstorming. That sounds pretty ambitious and a little bit clickbaitish, but I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take it. All sounds right. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's that's very creative, and uh, even if it's not true, but anyway. Well, I, I'm I'm I'm, but but I'm thinking about like okay, what's what's the biggest takeaway out of this this episode? Yeah. yeah. And it's very much that you found you found success by using this, this storifying an interview or a blog post. Yeah, it, it, it's worked very well for me. And in fact, when I was preparing for this episode, I was just thinking through, you know, my points at the end, I, I listed out, I looked at all of my blog posts and I counted 12 posts that I've written based on podcast interviews. Now I've done, you know, many more interviews since I launched my podcast last year, last April. And I wish I could have turned each one into a story. I just didn't have the time. Hmm. But I, I did do several, about 12, and several of those 12 uh, did very, very well on LinkedIn. And uh, again, it's not, it's not just about LinkedIn. You could do very well, you know, wherever you publish on your own, on your own blog. But anyway, it works, and it's, it's actually a lot of fun. And it's, again, it's not rocket science. It's something that I think any podcaster can potentially do. So, yeah. Excellent. Do, so do you want to move on? Uh, well, I had I had a, just a super quick question about something sure. you said. You said you didn't have enough time, and so I generally spend anywhere from I want to say maybe three to six hours a week on my my show notes from for my show. You know, that's thirty to forty five minute episode solo show. A little bit longer if it's a, like a guest. So, do you when you say it takes you didn't have enough time? Is that just because of your busy schedule? You know, you you have a lot of things going on, or do you find it takes 
more time, significantly more time than doing just like a short description, miniature blog post, kind of like you do for a lot of your, your podcast episodes. Uh, right. So for my, the episodes I do is short, you know, show notes and yes, it takes a little bit more thought, uh, to come up with a little bit of a story mm. again about myself or about the guest and then to, you know, pick out the, the quotes yeah. uh, from, because I don't transcribe all my episodes. Uh, so I don't have that transcription ready to go. So if any of you podcasters out there, if you have a transcription ready, this whole process will be so much faster for you than it is for me. <laughs> because if I were to transcribe all of my episodes, I would have that text in front of me and I would be able to highlight, you know, pick out, you know, the best quotes that are most relevant. So I think that's a great exercise is, is, is the transcription so that you have that in front of you and you can, you know, you can pick out three, four, five, or six takeaways and then, you know, and the key quotes from that conversation and, and then put that into your post. So... That's a that's a great plan, and and we actually do something similar. We call them highlights, takeaways, and quick yeah, wins. I think absolutely, it's very very similar to that. All I'm suggesting is just wrapping it in, you know, into a just a little bit more of a structure, a little bit more of a story. It's not radically different from what you're doing, but it is it is a little bit different. Awesome. So yeah, you know, you can focus on another suggestion I have is that you can focus on just one guest in your story. And I do that a lot. Um, like I said, I mentioned, I wrote just about Matt Mullenweg, or you can combine guests, you know, multiple guests into a single story. So I've done that several times. So for example, I wrote a post that I called, and this is what, this is the headline. I asked three experts if kids should learn to code. And this is what they said. So I kicked off the post with a personal story. I just related the story a couple minutes ago of how my daughter had just finished the code.org two hours of code challenge at home. So basically she learned to code for the first time ever. Uh, it's sort of, a, it's a scratch like program. And I don't know if you're familiar with scratch. Scratch is mm -hmm. sort of a very, very simple coding. I don't know if you call it a language uh, for kids. So kids can learn how to, how to, the basics, the essentials of coding and in that post, as I mentioned, I complained a little bit about how her school doesn't have enough coding classes. And then I weaved in several questions around why kids should learn to code. And I included answers from two podcast guests, which included Matt Mullenweg. So I used him again. And then uh, Chris Fox, the app developer who just recently became a full-time novelist. So he left his job as an app, app developer, but he's a, co he's a coder by profession and now he's become a, a novelist. So I, I quoted from them. I also included comments from Nathan Blasharzik. He's the co-founder and CTO of, uh, you know, the chief technology officer of Airbnb. Mm. I didn't interview him on my podcast, but I did speak to him and I asked him some questions about coding for kids. And he, he just, he, uh, this is Nathan Blasharzik, Matt Mullenweg, uh, and Chris Fox, they all emphatically agreed that kids should learn to code, even if they don't become coders, professional programmers. They should learn the basics, the essentials of coding because it helps them become better thinkers, better problem solvers. There's just so many other benefits. If they want to become a manager of other coders at some point, let's say they work in a company, mm -hmm. you know, it just, there's so many benefits to, for kids to learn coding. Anyway, so my point is that, my bigger point is that, and I've done this with several posts, I've done roundups. So I've you know, taken four, five, even six guests, and I've quoted from each of them, but focused on a particular topic. So, you know, to give you another example, I wrote a post called How to Get More Writing Done Even When You're Not in the Mood. And that was about writing productivity. So how could you write more even if you don't feel like it? That's basically what it's about. 
and I quoted six or seven of my guests. I've been interviewing lots of writers over the past year, and I just pulled out you know, a really good quote from them about how they get more writing done, even if they're you know, super busy or tired or uninspired. You know, what do they do to be more pro- productive writers? So I, it's just a roundup of, of different uh, you know, of quotes and insights from different uh, guests. That that's that's a fantastic idea. And now I have to ask you: Was did you have some kind of master plan all along? Like it was like I'm going to ask all these people these questions, and then six months in the future, I'm going to go back and pull all the answers and make a new blog post out of it. I mean, did you did you plan that, or was that just no happy no. accident? Yeah, no, I I didn't plan that. I just it just happened that I you know I've been building up this archive of conversations, podcast conversations, and when I look across all of them, if I look back over the, over my archive, mm-hmm. there are a number of themes that I cover and I can extract from those and sort of pull those together into one post or two posts. Uh, so for example, another one I did was, um, about, let's see, books. I called it books that will inspire you to become a writer. So I, I like to ask all of my guests, you know, what books inspired them to become a writer? Mm-hmm. Or maybe an, it could be an author, maybe not necessarily a particular book. And so they they tell me, and I you know I always find that fascinating. And so what I did was I pulled that together into a blog post, and I called it "Books That Will Inspire You to Become a Writer." And I pulled you know five or six of the you know quotes about the books that that made these people that I've interviewed you know want to become a writer at some point in their life, maybe as a kid or as a teenager or you know, maybe it inspired them as an adult to leave their full-time job and become a full-time writer. And so, yeah, it, it happens after the fact. That's, that's awesome. And I want to like, I want to start doing that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I can, although I don't, I don't do interviews, you know, a lot, but maybe I'm going to start, yeah, I'm going to start thinking about that. Okay. Okay. We can keep moving on. Okay. So yeah, no, we're, we're getting there. Um, last, but definitely not least, and this is really important is to write a great, a great headline. So, you know, it's very important. I always start my post with a couple of, even before I start writing, you know, the meat of the post, I, I write a couple of headlines, sometimes several. And then I revisit the headlines and rework them over and over uh, after I've, I've written the draft, after I've written the, the post. And then sometimes I even, believe it or not, I'll show them to my kids because th- they give me very honest feedback and, you know, really brutally honest <laughs> feedback. They say they like this or they hate that or they, you know, they just sort of wrinkle their nose or they just, you know, you could tell when they don't <laughs> like something. And they're, you know, some very often, it's very funny, sometimes they're, they're right. They, they sort of land on the right one. If it, if it sounds good to them, to their ears, uh, then sometimes, sometimes I'll use that. I don't always use, use the recommendations, but, uh, and, and it often works. And uh, so, so Yeah. That's basically the process. So headlines are are really key, and we've talked a lot about about that. We yeah, so, we talked so about far. it. Yeah, we and talked can, about it last week, but it's worth revisiting. Yeah, and headlines are really really important. Everyone I talk to, uh, you know, who writes blog posts regularly on LinkedIn or anywhere for any any publication or for their blog, agrees that uh, you know headlines are important. I think you do a great job. You, Sean, Ben, you guys do a great job of, at writing, you know, great headlines for your podcast episodes and for your blog posts for sure. Thank you. Yeah, all the all the best headlines for this for the episodes for this show have have come from Sean. He, he uh and if not directly then indirectly because he's just been so helpful and and it always 
you know, everything comes back to thinking about providing something valuable to to the listener, to the reader. Yeah. And I and I always and I always try to think about that when I write my headlines. And I don't get it. I don't get it a hundred percent all the time. You sure. Know, some of the shows I go back and I look at, and I'm like, well, what was I thinking about with that title? <laughs> what are you doing, Aaron? But but you you do try to and and he's I think what is it that he says? He says you have to deliver you have to deliver what they need in a package of what they want. So sometimes sometimes people may not even realize that they need a piece of advice. So you, you kind of have to present it in a way that is something that they do that they do want. You know, it's like, do you want more podcast listeners? Well, then you need to freaking buy a better microphone. <laughs> you know, I would never I would never put that as a title of my episode. But that's the point good, is, that's a good is headline. That, you should use. You should use <laughs> well, I wish more people would buy better. No, microphones. exactly. No, it's a good point. I mean, you know, it's you hear so many podcasts. It's such a shame they put so much time and effort into them, and then they, you know, kind of use a crappy microphone and they ruin everything. <laughs> well, and you know what it is, and but this this ties in because people do want their people do want listeners. People do want an audience. They want people to hear their story. Yeah, and there's and that's great and. And I, and I want that for people. But what I've realized is that the way you present it, the quality of how you present it, the audio quality plays a big part in whether someone will be open to receiving your message or not. You know, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a there was a video. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember his name. But there's this, just this this heartbreakingly beautiful video uh, on YouTube that I watched the other day that was about this guy who was was told as a kid that he would never be good at things <laughs> like he's he I don't know if he had a low IQ or what it was if he was slow in school and the teachers just just they made him take this test and he didn't score very well on anything and they told him he wasn't going to amount to much but he ended up being a professional photographer and and really changing the world and someone please 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 send me a link to this or i will find it and include it in the show notes at the podcastdo.com slash 39 because it's just such a it's such a beautiful story but the presentation the presentation was just just phenomenal i mean it wasn't super elaborate in that he it was just a guy talking to the camera pretty a plain background but there were all these drawings and and like it was almost like a transcript in lot in real time of the words that he was saying being drawn on the on the screen of you know the video but it was just a beautiful presentation and there was there was emotional moving background music and it just had such a strong impact that the message sunk in even further and i was thinking to myself Je- yeah thank you thank you jeremy is it cowart coart jeremy coart Cow- and i think it was I'm possible. Thank you. So I'm possible by Jeremy Cowart. I'm, I'll probably get that wrong. Anyways, I'll include a link or go Google that. But I was thinking like this, this message wouldn't have hit me as hard if the presentation hadn't have been good, if the, if the quality wasn't there. You know, if he just recorded it with an iPhone in his bedroom, he put a lot of time and thought into crafting this experience to help his message, which was a very positive one. Uh, and if you watch the video, you'll see what I mean. But yeah, so that's why I, I harp on quality so much. Wow, that was a rant. That's okay. No, you should you should harp on quality and continue to hold the bar for quality. Like, you know, you, Sean, Ben, you guys, Corey. Uh, you know, whenever I recommend uh, anything, you know, 
about podcasting, I just sort of point them to your your podcast because I know you've got the right you know, you've got the right recommendations for everything. So um, keep it up. Yeah, do, definitely don't don't lower your bar for anyone. Thank you. So we were <laughs> before I went off on that tangent, we were talking about titles, headlines. Headlines are really important. Really important. Uh, anything else you want to say on that before we uh, wrap up? No, I think that that's about it. I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, maybe if you want to include them in in the show notes here, I've got a whole bunch of links to the blog post that I wrote based on on podcast interviews that I did. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to give you, I read some of the headlines already. I'll just read a couple more would be uh, an expert's guide to making better videos on a budget. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I, I talked. Uh, Caleb Logic. Exactly. Dude, I'm having him on my show in a couple of weeks. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah he's he definitely the video guy. DIY and video guy. DIY video guy, right. And then uh, I wrote a post called What Most 747 Pilots Won't Tell You About Flying. And I, I interviewed a, a, a pilot from British Airways. He's a 747 pilot, but he also wrote a book last year called Skyfaring. It's really a beautiful book about f- modern flight. And I highly recommend it. And uh, so, you know, what most 747 pilots won't tell you about flying. And it's really fascinating stuff that he, he shares in his book. A little scary, too. Now and I'm curious it, about what that is. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I wrote a post called This Artist Hits Publish Without Asking for Permission. And uh, that was about Charlotte Erickson. She's uh, an indie musician and a singer, musician, and she also writes books. Mm-hmm. And she uses her very large social media following to, you know, generate, to create a following, a community around her music and her. Anyway, and then, uh, you know, I just have a bunch of other headlines that I that I wrote, you know, posts about that were based on my podcast interviews. So in, in some, to summarize, you know, this is not something you always have to do or, or should do for every episode that you publish. Obviously, it, it is mm. a little bit time consuming, but it's not that hard. Read, read through some of the samples, read what I've published, and uh, you know, you'll get a very quick sense of how I do it. And they are different. Again, they're different from show notes. And I always do mm. both. So I always mm. have show notes. So I have the basic information, you know, the introduction to my guest, links to the website, social media, books, all that kind of good stuff. I always have show notes, but I have a totally separate blog post with a story based on my conversation with them with a totally different headline. And I highly recommend you podcasters out there, give it a shot, give it a try, and then drop me an email and tell me, send me a link to your post and uh, let me know how it goes. Excellent. Well, I'm, I, I think I'm definitely going to try this. And uh, hopefully other people do too. So, Glenn, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate it. I know you're going to be back next week. In the meantime, where can people go to find you online? Yeah, so I was actually inviting everyone to email me at glenn, with two N's, at writewithimpact.com. And then find my my website is writewithimpact.com. And uh, find me on LinkedIn also. uh, It's writewithimpact.com slash LinkedIn, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N, of course. And there, if you go to my profile, you'll see all of my blog posts. I published something like 77 so far, and uh, I'm going to continue to publish there in addition to, of course, my own my own blog. But next week, we're going to talk about you know why I publish on LinkedIn and why I think you should too. And, and I think uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to have to publish something on LinkedIn now, especially yeah. after, after next week's episode. 
definitely, definitely. So I look forward to that. But Aaron, thank you so much for inviting me back again on your show, which I love. And a shout out to the Sean West community. Um, and I get no affiliate commission for saying this, but I would <laughs> I highly recommend joining the community. Yeah. Uh, if you're a, create, a creative professional or professional of any kind, wherever you are in the world, whether you're all the way out here in Taipei, Taiwan, or Beijing, China, <laughs> or in Siberia, or or San Antonio, Texas, wherever you're, you're, you are, join a global community of professionals that are dedicated to producing quality content, quality art, and mm-hmm. um, are just a bunch of really cool people to hang out with. Yeah, it's something that it always amazes me, just the the level of awesomeness of the people here. It's Everyone here is just smart and, and tries really hard and is always learning and really cares about doing the best that they can and, and making the most out of life. It's just, it's really inspiring. And I'm stoked to be part of this community and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to help create it. And uh, so yeah, seanwest.com slash community. And if you guys have any podcast related questions, or if you just want to say hi, you can email me. I'm Aaron at the podcastdude.com. You can also find me on Twitter at the podcast dude. I talk with people there all the time you know, give people high fives, say what's up. Uh, Glenn, you're on, you're on Twitter as well, correct? I am at Glenn Leibowitz, uh, Glenn with two N's, L-E-I-B-O-W-I-T-Z. And you can spot my, uh, hopefully my Write With Impact uh, Twitter handle, which is Impactful Writer, Impactful Writer. And so at Glenn Leibowitz and at Impactful Writer. Yeah. Awesome. So am I forgetting anything else? I don't think I am. Well, you know, I totally skipped the outro last time. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That was a great episode. And I, I, I hope people can listen to that first episode where we talked about sort of my general writing tips. And uh, my wife and my daughter enjoyed listening to that one all the way through. So thank you for that. That was a lot of fun. And I, I do recommend people listen to that for some you know, general writing strategies. It was a, it was a really good show, man. And, you know, and, and I did go back and like, I did this thing where I recorded the outro after I already said, you know, goodbye in a sense. So I had to move things around and splice them together. No, but I don't know why I'm telling you this. Nobody cares. It It all worked out in the end. That's what my point is. It worked. Sounded great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Again, thanks to everyone in the community and everyone listening. Really appreciate it. Hey, we got some questions to do, man. Don't leave yet. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Happy to. Daniela in the chat had asked, so this blog post you write, you know, this story, this is separate to the interview audio page. And I think maybe maybe she was asking, are you creating a different post, basically, yeah. for, for this story? Absolutely. That's what I, yeah, I just mentioned a, a little bit at the end of the, the program. I said this totally separate post, totally different headline, totally different content. Excellent. So I'm, I'm trying to think about like, 
I'm trying to think about how this would look for me because, you know, I, I do as of right now, my website is kind of attached to the seanwest.com website. So it's basically just a subsection of that. So I don't post anything on my site except for podcast episodes with show notes. But what I could do is I do the, I do the episode every week and the show notes for the episode, but then I could take and turn one or more of my episodes into a story and then post them on somewhere like LinkedIn or Medium or even my own personal site, which is AaronDowd.com, which I you know, blog at occasionally just for more for fun. No, absolutely. And that's exactly what I do. So I have Glenn, I, I didn't talk about this on the episode, but I have GlennLeibowitz.com. That's where I, that's my main blog. That's my sort of my home base. And I'm holding on to that, of course. And then I have LinkedIn and I also publish on Medium and, and also writewithimpact.com. So I actually have four places. You got enough websites there, Glenn? <laughs> I don't know. Not enough. It's not, I, I love, I love it. I love WordPress. I love you know writing. I love publishing. I love multimedia. I love it all. It's so much fun. I got to say, uh, yeah. And you were talking about, so you were talking about Chris Fox in the episode. You mentioned him and you mentioned him last week as some of, uh, one of the writers that you really recommend for people to go check out if they want to get better at writing and actually did. I, I went and went through the list. I think it was, who was it? Joanna Penn, Jeff Goins, uh, Chris Penn and no Chris Penn, Chris Fox and Monica Lionel. You got it. That's right. So I, I actually went through and I, I, I'd heard of Joanna Penn through the guys that did write, publish, repeat, which is a book I've been listening to and yep. recommended last week. So I went and checked out her podcast is pretty good. And, but I went and signed up for all their, um, all their email newsletters. Uh oh. And, uh, and, and I bought, I actually bought Chris new, is it his new book? I think 5,000 words per hour. Yeah. How to Chris, be, basically that's how right. to be a faster words writer. Per hour. Mm-hmm. That's by Chris Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I started reading it and it, I really like his writing, man. And between like, between all these, these writers and then the right published repeat and you and all this stuff, I, I'm like, I'm getting this weird itch to start writing fiction. And that, that is not like me at all. <laughs> you know, you, you know, Aaron, Aaron, that's so funny. I know I, I had that dream like 12 or 13 years ago. And at the time I bought like 15 or 20 books on how to write your first novel. And I never did, never write, wrote the novel. One of those, you know, I think about, I dream about, I didn't do it. So I definitely want to write my first nonfiction book first. But yeah, talking to all these novelists, it kind of, Oh man, it, it sounds just... like they make it sound like so much fun. And I know it's not, I know it's a lot of hard work, but really the way they, they do it. And by the way, Chris Fox is uh, starting up a challenge for himself. He's writing a full novel in 21 days, starting today or yesterday. And mm. he's going to be, you know, sharing his whole process of how he writes a, a novel and publishes it on Amazon within 21 days. So um, just a little bit of a shout out to Chris Fox. He was on my, my podcast uh, this week. And uh, he was talking about his new book called Right to Market, where, you know, how you do, he talks about the kind of research you need to do to, to sort of, you know, get your, your, even before you start writing your first draft, you know, picking your genre, the kind of, you know, marketable genre on Amazon, all that kind of good stuff that sounds like it's for novelists, but it's also for, it's also applicable to nonfiction writers. So anyway. I that was a great podcast interview. I listened to that yesterday, yeah. day before, Saturday. Yeah. What day is it? Uh, yeah, I listened to that a couple of days ago, and it was really good. And that's actually kind of why I went out and bought his book. And then, and then you were nice enough to to gift me his new one. Right? Was it right for market? Right to market? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think I gave you lifelong writing habit. 
Lifelong so writing habit. Okay, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's written just in the past, it's hard to believe, like the past six months, maybe eight months, he's written three books on writing. So in addition to being a novelist, he writes um, werewolf, science fiction, thriller. I don't know. He writes all kinds of different, in, in different genres. He writes uh, books about writing. And one of them is 5,000 words per hour. The other one is lifelong writing habit, which is really good. And then his newest one is right to market. And he's going to come out with more this year. So, Yeah. So people go check out, was it chrisfoxwrites.com? Yeah. Or just yeah, go, right. go to writewithimpact.com slash... Go listen to epi- his interview. Episode 42. So writewithimpact.com slash episode 42. And uh, and then he's also on an earlier episode. I think it was 27 or episode 29. I think it was 29. Yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to that one too. Yeah. Excited. Yeah, so that was good. So awesome. Well, I think that's pretty much it for, for questions today, today, unless anyone in the chat has any questions. So next week... Uh, <laughs> what... Okay, so Garrett says, Garrett Mickley said uh, in the chat, I never use LinkedIn because, you know, next week we're talking about LinkedIn. And Garrett, Garrett, I hear you, man. I hear you. But Glenn and I had a conversation about this, and I think I might be able to talk you into it. (laughs) Because I'm not going to say that you talked me into it, Glenn, but I definitely see the value that's there. And I think it's a market that people people like me... I think it'll depend a lot on your podcast or on who your target audience is. But I think people like me, especially people who want to share their knowledge, share what they know and grow a community and are kind of business minded. And I, you know, I'm not a typical like button down shirt, suit and tie kind of professional, but I I do take what I do very seriously. Uh, And so I consider myself a professional in that way. So I, yeah, we're going to try to talk you guys into using LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, just wait. That I've got a few things to say about that, and I think I might be able to uh, convert a couple of you. And again, I, I I do not work for LinkedIn at all. I work for a totally different company, and uh, but uh, I've seen quite a bit of impact, quite a bit of uh, results from from writing there. And I know a lot of people there, a lot of friends and colleagues have as well. And uh, it may or may not be for you, but. Anyway, it's 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 an interesting conversation, and you can definitely get a lot out of that just from you know the whole approach that I take to writing blog posts. So even if you don't publish on LinkedIn, which I recommend you you consider, you can publish it on your own hosted blog, uh, you know your your own blog. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, man, and uh, I really appreciate it. Looking forward to next week. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna be sad after we're done with next week. <laughs> no more Glenn Leibowitz on the show. Good. No, I really appreciate it. I'm definitely uh, excited about uh, next week. It, it is a great topic. I really enjoy the topic, and uh, you know, you'll hear it in my voice when I talk about it. I think I'll get you all charged up about publishing on LinkedIn. But in the meantime, thanks again, Aaron. Thanks uh, to everyone in the community. And uh, if you want to throw me some more questions, just drop me an email. Excellent, Glenn at writewithimpact.com. Right. Yep. It's Glenn with and two I'm- ends. Yeah. And I am Aaron at thepodcastdude.com. Glenn, have an, have an excellent day, sir. And I will, well, I will talk to everybody next week. Thanks, Aaron. Good show, sir. Thank you, Aaron Dowd. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say it. I'll get you next week. <laughs>